persistence. I think that's the key. Uh, there are so many smart people out there. There are so many people who are willing to put in hours, can uh, be hardworking. But in the end of the day, uh, it's all about how you can be persistently putting in the effort uh, as much as you wanted to in the beginning. I'm Stephen Cummins, and this concluding episode two of our interview, Winnie talks about why she believes Taiwan is the ideal choice in which to build a startup in Asia. And she gives advice to founders on some key things we need to consider to ensure success. She also explains to us why she works 72 hours a week. I'm expecting a little bit of a backlash on this, but I have no problem with Winnie's perspective here because we're all adults and we make up our own minds on how we live our lives. This is a bit like the pro and anti-venture capital camps, or the remote or co-located or the only way to work camps. Such binary opinions are futile. We're not children, we make up our own minds. And in a developed world, we're all able to control what type of company we join and what sort of lifestyle we develop. I am, of course, referring to jobs for reasonably well-educated people in the developed world. We always need to protect the more vulnerable in society. Anyway, on to the interview with Winnie Lee. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories, and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. I do really think geographically Taiwan is in a central location that you can easily work with a lot of companies across Asia. So you know like um, you can talk to people in China, you can talk to people in Hong Kong, you can talk to people in Korea, Japan, Southeast Asia, no problem you know. So geographically it's uh, a nice uh, place to be also because of the openness uh, of culture in Taiwan not only you know I, I mean geographically uh, it may be th this is kind of uh, helping uh, why Taiwanese are a little more open-minded because you know like uh, in general people are very welcoming to all kind of uh, cultures or influences from the region so we kind of know every country a little bit and have good relationship with uh, most of them and so that is helping us in terms of uh, running an international business uh, based in Taipei. But also on the other hand, you know, as a tech company, a pure software company like ourselves, uh, talent is very key to our success. And uh, Taiwan, I think, is well known for uh, the hardware industry. But at the same time, uh, what people do not know, I mean, nowadays I think people know uh, quite well, but in the past, it's a little underestimated about how good our uh, software talent is. Yeah. And that's something that I think we were able to build uh, our company till this far. Yeah. I, I need to visit. I, I've, I've backpacked all over China. I lived in Japan. Uh, and I've traveled all over Korea, but I still haven't got to Taiwan. And you have the best, most interesting museum. A friend of mine, an old friend of mine is the curator of the Museum of Western Art in Japan, and he told me the greatest museum in Asia is, yes. in, is in Taipei, because yes, for indeed. all the reasons we know, the historic reasons <laughs> yes. we know. Uh, it is indeed a very great uh, uh, museum to visit. Uh, please do come visit uh, someday. I'd love to, I'd love to, Winnie. If you were to think about one achievement or one experience you've had in your life, that makes you feel most proud? Can you think of a moment in your life? Uh, if I can only pick one, I would say it's actually my current experience uh, founding Appear and 
grow with this company till this far because in this journey, to be honest, uh, sometimes Chihan, our CEO, and uh, me, like we chatted about how fortunate we are uh, being able to be part of this uh, company because actually founders are the ones who benefit the most from uh, uh, the, the, the journey because we were forced to grow you know, as much as the company is growing. And going forward, there will be a lot of new challenges that we will face all the time. But with the team that we have built, uh, we actually do feel you know, uh, we have the right uh, partners to, to move this company to the next stage. Great, great. Uh, it's great to it's great to see that you. you uh, it's always interesting to find out if a founder thinks in terms of a group or thinks in terms of themselves, and you think in terms you think yeah. in terms of the group. It's great. Um, do you have kids? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> a one and a half year old lady. Uh, fantastic. And uh, what's her name? Uh, her name, uh, Clara. Clara, great. So oh, I have a daughter called Kiara. Kiara. Just change one letter. Well, I've got a K at the start, so see, but still. <laughs> And uh, you know, how difficult do you find it to have a work-life balance and, and to stay healthy as well? Mm -hmm. So, first of all, I have to admit that I think everyone, uh, the work-life balance that everyone's looking for is a little different. So, uh, my brother always called me, you know, workaholic, but you know, to myself, I feel like I am perfectly happy. So uh, I have to thank you know the supporting group that I have also to you know like allow me to continue working as much as I would love to, and you know like that supporting group includes you know my mom, uh, my basically my parents, my parents-in-law, as well as my nanny. She's a, a great uh, you know support as well, and uh, I yeah even even till today. Uh, I think I was able to actually find good quality time with my daughter as well as my family. So you will be surprised. I mean, a lot of people, you know, given the long hours that we work every day, and also just to share with you, I actually work six days a week. But yeah, I do, and so does my nanny. So thank to her as well. And, and what sort of hours? Uh, so um, around like probably averagely twelve hours a day. Wow. Yeah. So it's all about persistence uh, yeah. in this journey, you know, like, yeah. And the more people who join you, the more responsibility you will feel. So it's not really like we feel we're forced to do this, but it's kind of a natural drive that you want to uh, do this over and over. Like every morning you get up and you just feel like, oh, there's, there are certain things that I want to tackle today. If I move this forward, then the company will move forward as well. So I think this is kind of the, the, the spirit that Chan and myself have shared uh, so far in this journey. And yeah, so I do appreciate the life and, and do really enjoy the life that I have today. Yeah. And do you feel you'll pair that back a little bit as, you, as, as the company gets more mature? Do you plan to shorten the week a little bit for yourself? Uh, I do not see it at the moment. So this is an interesting question. So at every stage, you know, well, when the company grow, people always ask me, you know, like now, you know, your company is bigger, it's probably more mature. So you probably can, you know, like uh, step back a little bit and have a little more of your personal time. But in fact, as I just said, I think uh, at every single stage, uh, when the company grow bigger, there will be more investors that believe in you, more uh, colleagues will join you because they believe in the company and the vision that you created. So it's really important, you know, like we can keep this uh, uh, up and, 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 and just going forward. And at least, at least till this point, I still feel very happy and, and proud of the life that I have. 
war investors. I'll be listening for the announcement uh, rise. So uh, that you know, you told me nothing, but um, I've an eye for these things. So uh, tell me one personal quality um, that, and I know in this part of the world, having lived in Japan, for example, and for all the differences culturally, there's a lot. There's a lot similar all across East Asia. People don't really like to talk about themselves too much, but if you were to deconstruct yourself and, and look at how successful you've been as a founder, you know, quite a young founder, you know, what are the personal qualities that have helped you succeed, do you think? Or what name one quality that you think has been important? I think uh, persistence. I think that's the key. Uh, there are so many smart people out there. There are so many people who are willing to put in hours, can uh, be hardworking. But in the end of the day, uh, it's all about how you can be persistently putting in the effort uh, as much as you wanted to in the beginning. And that will, I think, uh, help the, you know, like, to achieve like the, the, the ultimate goal. Yeah. And actually, uh You've almost answered the last question that I was going to ask you, which is because you're talking about the personal quality of yours is persistence. Can you think of one or so that's great advice for any entrepreneur? Can you think of one or one or two other things that you might advise somebody who came along to you and said, "I'm thinking of starting up a company." Apart from saying, "Don't do it. You're crazy." Uh, apart from saying, "I would that, not." Actually, I, know I do you think it's a good journey. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, what are the one or two things that you might advise that person to look at? So, I will say uh, there are a few things actually, not just one thing. Uh, the first thing would be if they have the right partners that they think that they can build this uh, venture with. Because, you know, like being a solo founder, I think sometimes could be hard because this journey sometimes could be like roller coasters. So there's a lot of up and downs and you want to have people that you can fully trust and always discuss things with. So it's kind of like someone to always be there brainstorming together. So. How, to, how you build your team around you, I think will be the first critical point. But the second, I will say is that you need to really be able to identify a field. You don't do start just because you want to start a company. You need to be really finding a field that you have so much passion that you want to really solve an issue within that industry or certain things that you want to go after. Because, you know, uh, starting up a company is not just about the investment of your time and money. You know, it's kind of an investment for your life. And you have to be really wanting it so that you can, as I said earlier, be persistent to pursue uh, your dream. And, you know, last but not the least, if you ever decided to, to, to pursue it, then as soon as you started, uh, you need to, you know, like have the right mindset of, you know, never giving up. You know, yeah, that's probably what I would say. Yeah. Fabulous advice. Winnie Lee, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Stephen. next episode, we're still in Rise Hong Kong, where I meet CEO and founder Larry Gadia for a three-part interview about his life and his star child, Envoy, a hyper-growth SaaS company that helps you handle everything coming through the front door of your office, from people to packages. 
When you sign in on a tablet at a reception in a work area, you're probably using Envoy. Larry makes it look easy to transition from techie to successful entrepreneur. Born in Romania, he grew up in Canada and now is based in San Francisco. His CV includes Twitter, Google and Shopify and his early investors read like an A-list of tech celebrities. Investors in Envoy include BizStone, Mark Benioff, Gary Tan and Alexis Ohanian. Don't miss his remarkable story. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. This podcast is a labor of love, and I travel all over the world to interview the founders of amazing SaaS startups. I ask for nothing in return from them other than their valuable time. And I never play dirty tricks, such as if you get five of your employees to rate the podcast with five stars and send me screenshots, we'll publish a month earlier. These episodes are so much work to produce and very expensive without the backing of a big tech company. Do your good deed for today by taking a minute now to review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of the major podcast platforms, wherever you're listening to us. 